Sex work is said to be one of the world's oldest professions. Digital technology has created new types of sex work, such as camming. For this episode, I spoke to a Canberra student who cams under the name Moxie Vandal. Welcome to Love Canberra, a show about love. And it's one of those, he looks into her eyes and she looks into his and they just know and it's beautiful. Sex. I was so turned on by the scene that I actually came. And relationships. Sometimes it just feels right. Here in the heart of the nation, I'm Ivana Ho. I'm 23, I am a full-time student, and in my spare time I get naked for people on the internet. I think I've been a camp girl for just over three months, so not a very long time. Though, for, considering it's the porn, the sex industry, three to six months is normally like how long people last, so I'm like halfway there. <laughs> Moxie says she didn't think she was brave enough to handle the exposure involved with being a cam girl. After talking to the cam girls at Sexpo, however, and learning more about what they do, she felt ready to take the plunge. I figured I'd give it a go. And yeah, I I really, really like it. It's really fun. (laughs) Did you have any particular views of um, cam girls? I mean... Some people might think that, you know, they're just like super attention seeking or in order to do something like that. I thought they were like super brave and adorable. I like followed a couple of them on Tumblr and those kind of things. So I always find their like gifts really cute. And I think it's a really fun, engaging way to consume porn. I definitely didn't have any negative connotations about them. I was just too scared to do it myself. (laughs) So three months ago then, when you first logged into the site and when you did your very first show, how did you feel and what kind of happened in that first show? Oh my god, it was crazy. I just logged on to sort of check out the interface and look at the camera and then suddenly there were like 30 people in my room. So with camming you have your own chat room and your own, with your own video stream. And yeah, suddenly there were 30 people in my room and I was like, had no hair or makeup and like was just in like casual jeans and a t-shirt or something and they were like oh take your top off and um I didn't know better so I did because once you get to know a bit better you don't do anything for free um except like chit chat but yeah I like ended up with my top off and I it was like really cute and you were like we were talking about video games and like tv shows and stuff like it was just general chit chat while also taking my clothes off I didn't do any like sexual stuff that day because I had to like wrap up early because I had my boyfriend coming home which he knew I just like didn't want to be like there spread eagle when he walked in the door (laughs) and then I got off cam and I was like on a high it was a rush and it was really exciting and um like it's very validating I think like not that you ever need validation from strangers or anything like that or other people but like doesn't mean it doesn't feel awesome when people give you money to take your clothes off. It was super fun. (laughs) And so how often were you camming 
initially and how often do you can now? Um, for the first couple of weeks, I was on every night um, for like two or three hours, which is what you really have to do if you want to be super successful. So yeah, I'd log on at like 8.30 and then stay on till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. It was really tough and exhausting and like there were days when I just didn't want to do it, but I was like, oh, I've got to make myself do it. Especially when you knew I think it's important to help build like your following. And then I got really sick and had to have surgery, so I took two weeks off. And after that, I've just been camming a bit more casually. Um, I still have really amazing dedicated regulars and stuff. And especially now I've gone back to uni this semester and I don't have as much free time and, like, other life things are coming up. I probably cam two or three nights a week, which I find a bit more manageable. So you don't make anywhere near as much money. But... I'm not really doing it for the money. The money is like a fun bonus. It's more like the experience and the engagement with people and those kind of things. You mentioned that in your first show or your first session that you didn't really do anything sexual as such. You you took your top off, but you didn't do anything sexual. Yeah. What do you tend to do these days? Um, With... Your room, you can have a countdown. So you set, like, oh, 500 tokens, which is the currency the site uses. For every token you get, you get, like, 5 US cents. So you need a lot (laughs) to, like, make any money. So you might say for, like, 500 tokens, then I'll put a butt plug in. Or, like, 1,000 tokens, and we'll do, like, a toy show or a cum show. Or... You even charge them, like, I'm not getting naked till someone tips 150 tokens or 400 tokens. There are some girls who can, like, say, I'm getting naked in 4,000 tokens, and they'll reach that goal, but they're, like, really famous and work really hard and are not lazy. <laughs> um, usually, like, the first hour is generally just talking and hustling, which is my least favourite part. The actual, like, performing and flirting with people and stuff's really cute. But, like, when you're just getting started and, like, trying to get people to stay, come to the room and um, trying to get conversations going and work out, like, whether your regulars are there or who's going to be a new regular. And so there's an hour of, like, filler. And then normally an hour in, we'll get some momentum and people will start tipping and those kind of things. And then between, like, the two- and three-hour mark, I'll generally, like, do a come show or two, depending on how much people are tipping. Could you explain what a cum show is? Yeah, yeah, it's literally just masturbating on cam. Normally, like, whoever tips the the amount that gets us over the 500 or the 600 or whatever will get to choose, like, what toy I use or something like that, and then I'll, like, masturbate for, like, five minutes. So the actual sex component is tiny compared to the sitting there talking to people component. <laughs> um so in MFC, they can take you private, um, where you just help do, like, one-on-ones or small groups, but they're really expensive, and you don't make that much money off them. They're really expensive for the punters as well, so people don't really like doing them. But a lot of guys will ask for Skype shows, which a lot of girls do, which is just, like, a private one-on-one. Um, from a three-hour Skype show, I might get one or two ten-minute or 20-minute privates um, in Skype. And that's probably where, like, about half my money comes from is Skype sessions. And those are generally, like, 
way less talking and more just play and a lot more interactive and those kind of things. It's less like just lie here and watch. So Moxie has so far given us a bit of insight into what goes on during a cam show. If you haven't delved into the world yourself, you might be surprised by how vast the form is. It's definitely not just scantily clad girls helping guys get their rocks off. Sean Dunn's documentary Cam Girls, for instance, opens with a girl in costume putting on a mime performance for the camera. The documentary goes on to show cam girls holding raffles and doing other creative things to entertain their audiences. Moxie says there's a lot that cam girls can and will do. A lot of girls will get on in cosplay, which is really hot. There's a lot of girls who sort of combine Twitch streaming, like video game streaming and camming. So like Overwatch is really big at the moment. So like they'll sit there and play Overwatch and play Overwatch with their fans and then, like, someone will tip and they'll be like, okay, be right back, gotta go, like, masturbate uh, for all these people. And, yeah, the raffles and stuff you can set up. Um, there's a program called Charlesbot that runs adjacent to MFC that's, like, a room manager. So they, like, can post ads for you and it's just, like, a toolkit for cam girls. But one of the things you can do on there is um, they call it Kino, where people tip certain amounts and between like 50 and 200 or something and like five numbers of winners so like you can offer prizes for that some girls do like literal raffles with raffle tickets those things are really good they just you tend to need a bit more of a following and a certain degree of fan base doing that with like 30 to 50 people in your room is kind of superfluous because normally you're just working really hard to get them to tip, so it's not great for beginners. But once you get, like, lots more people, if you've got, like, 500 people in your room, then it's a bit more feasible. Mm. So do you do any of that more theatrical kind of stuff? I do shibari on cam, like rope bondage. Um, I've just started doing that, and that's really fun. I have plans to do more, but I want to wait until I have, like, a proper designated camming space and, like, better equipment and those kind of things. So what's your setup at the moment and where do you cam? Um, so I cam from my netbook uh, in my bedroom. I've got like a little Ikea table that has all my gear on it. And um, yeah, I just like lie on my bed for a couple of hours and chat to people and play and those kind of things. But yeah, ideally I'd like to have like professional lighting setups like most girls have, like the bigger end girls have, and like a decent webcam and um there's a program you can buy that lets you do like split screen and stuff like that. So I'd love to be able to like play games on cam and those kind of stuff. Like, like that would be my dream. It's just like sex work where I also get to play video games. That's the pinnacle. That's the goal. <laughs> what do people normally request of you? Like in private shows or either or just in general like in Mm. the normal chat people just like people who talk and flirt and like they really like the connection and they like seeing that you're a real person and that kind of thing in private shows people generally know what they want whether it's like oh I just really want to see you do anal or I really want to like see you tie yourself up and use nipple clamps or like spanking's a big one um 
I got to do a sploshing show that was amazing. So sploshing is wet and messy food play. So this guy like sent me to the shops with a shopping list and was like, it was an hour session and I charged him extra for the food. But yeah, it was like whipped cream and custard and chocolate sauce and it was very like simultaneously the least sexy thing I've ever done and the most fun I've ever had because <laughs> I was just set up in my shower like pouring custard over myself and so it can get very specific but yeah generally it's they kind of want porn but they want to know the person in it if that makes sense and that's how I try and I usually explain camming to people because people are like oh why would you pay for it when you can just like go on red tube apart from RedTube and YouPorn and stuff being super unethical and stealing lots of people's content and those kind of things. Um, it's about the connection, so they want to, like... It's like, oh, that's my friend, and now I can watch my friend get off. The human aspect is really important. Is there anything that you won't do? On MFC, I won't do anything that violates their terms. They've got, like, really specific rules. Like, you can't show menstrual blood on cam... Which is really frustrating because it means you can't work for like a week. They don't let you show fisting. I don't know. There's a whole list of activities. So I won't do anything like that. Um, I just don't do anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. It's really easy to just say no and like you can always just block someone who tries to pressure you. So yeah, I really like that aspect of it. But I'm a fairly like sexually open person with a decent amount of experience. So like... Like, I would never do a role-play about, like, incest, because that would make me uncomfortable. Um, though it does get requested a lot. <laughs> I don't think I'd do something like needle play or any of those more intense kink things, just because the person wouldn't have the full context of the play. And when you do it, they might, like, be like, oh, I saw Moxie do it, so now I can totally, like, do it to my girlfriend. So I would never want to give them the wrong impression. Um, so I wouldn't do anything dangerous. But yeah, I am pretty, pretty open to most things. Authenticity is a characteristic people care about in all sorts of realms. It explains the popularity of figures as odious as Donald Trump. It's why Lana Del Rey copped a backlash when footage of Lizzie Grant emerged. And, as it turns out, people are also drawn to cam girls who seem like they're being their real selves. One cam girl from Sean Dunn's documentary made this comment. People will tip you to do things they want you to do, but people will fall in love with you if you do what you want to do. So I was interested in whether Moxie which, as I mentioned, is a stage name, puts on a persona when she's camming. Here's what she said. It's like an amplified version of certain parts of my personality. So my boyfriend tells me I speak differently when I'm Moxie, so I'm like, hi guys, how are you? I'm so excited about everything, <laughs> which I couldn't sustain for this whole interview. So, <laughs> um, But you sustain it for the two, three-hour sessions? Uh, yeah, it's different when I have to, like, think about what I'm saying <laughs> and wanting to sound, like, coherent about things. When I'm just like, oh my god, I love Borderlands, <laughs> like, in video games and all that bullshit. It's really easy to, like, small talk. Um, it's still a part of me. It's just a different part of me, which is why it's really fun. 
because it's something that doesn't come out in other areas of my play uh, or my sex life or my normal life. Like, I do pro-doming, so I have to be really serious then. And, like, as a sex educator, I have to be really professional. And even in my private play, I tend to be a bit more grown-up and a bit more, like, seductive, for lack of a better word. Moxie's just a chance to, like, be fun and... I wouldn't say, like, dumb blonde stereotype. Like, really, I'm excited and enthusiastic, but also I'm a science major. <laughs> so I really like that contrast. And, like, we have total discussions about science and stuff in my... I'll be like, who's a scientist? Let's talk about science. Because um, I do science communication. And um, we had, like, intense political debates in my chat. Like, the chats get really interesting when it's not just guys being like, give me stuff for free. <laughs> So yeah, amplified version of parts of myself rather than a like completely fake character. Um, completely fake characters, I think, are just too exhausting to maintain, and you have to like build up their universe and their. I don't know. It's a lot more work. <laughs> it's easier to just be kind of authentic, and I think people can sense when you're being really fake. And one of the reasons they like cam girls or me as a cam girl is they feel it's authentic um it's kind of like faking orgasms like they can tell most of the time so like yeah you try and like make it as a genuine experience or, or can they <laughs> <laughs> they can tell if you're faking an orgasm badly <laughs> just like i'm sure they could tell if you were like they would you could be a really well-developed fake character if you have the motivation and the energy. Yeah, if, you, if you're good at it, I guess it's fine. But, like, I don't know, I come really easily, so it's just, like, <laughs> they like that I don't have to fake. <laughs> Knowing that there are a bunch of anonymous people on the other side of the camera getting off to you is part and parcel of being a cam girl. I asked Moxie whether she'd had any experience with this sort of thing prior to camming. I do like really sexy cosplay and I've had some like creepy messages from that so I presume there are people who've like jerked off over my cosplay things which is I guess sort of a compliment but also kind of disturbing because like it's so non-sexual for me it's just like this is just fun and I think it's like completely innocent and then guys are like oh my god I so got off over your princess peach pic and I was like oh okay that's fine I guess I've got a performance background so I do burlesque and I do cabaret and those kind of things and I um used to be viewed in a sexual context if that makes sense yeah so I don't know it just sort of comes naturally (laughs) But how do you feel, though, when, you know, you're doing something where you know that there might be, like, 30 or more people who are potentially getting off watching you? Um, It's a power trip. I love it. (laughs) I think if you're creeped out by that, then you shouldn't be camming because, like, no one is under any illusions of what's happening there. I just get grumpy if they're doing it without paying me. (laughs) So there are guys who are like... um, I'll be lying on my bed, like, chatting to people, and they'll message, like, oh, I just came over you, and I'm, like, over me just sitting here? And also you didn't pay me. That's just rude. But no, I'm, like, 
It's a power trip. Yeah, making all these guys hot. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not creeped out by it or anything. It's good that they're seeking ethical porn. There are some campsites that are unethical, but everyone I've met through MFC, they're by choice and they do it because they like it or it's um, a feasible way for them to make an income um, despite whatever their circumstances are. And so for me, I consider it an ethical source of porn and I'd much prefer people jerking off to me in my thread rather than like going to dodgy tube sites and watching stolen porn or in the doco Hot Girls Wanted, girls who feel gross and exploited and put into really uncomfortable, high-pressure situations. So I would much rather those girls find camming where they have some control. So yeah, I appreciate the people who jerk off to me. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. One of the interesting things I've been learning about sex workers are the different boundaries they each have. There are strippers who will not go into prostitution, or full service as it's called, and there are prostitutes who won't cam because they don't want their face to be out there, potentially forever. I was curious as to what Moxie's boundaries are. So you've been camming for three months. Um, would you consider doing other kinds of sex work? Me, personally, I... Well, apart from pro do, like professional domination, which I already do, and I don't think I'd ever do, like, full service or massage service or anything like that, just because, for me, the tactile is very personal and I can't detach. Camming and pro dummy, I can detach really easily. Um, but actually t touching people and being intimate with people is, means a lot to me, and I don't think I could monetize that. But that's totally just me personally I almost wish I could do full service and those kind of things because I think it'd be really fun and really interesting and engaging and those kind of things but yeah I think it's important to know where your limits are and play within those How does that feel, like the, the transactional nature of your relationship with these people feel, like they pay you money and then you do this or that? It makes me very comfortable, which is unusual. One of the things I struggle with in my personal life is like setting boundaries. Like I teach sex stuff and those kind of things and sometimes people can take the wrong idea from that and I'm getting better at setting them as I get older but it's just always been like a really stress point for me and it'll cause of a lot of anxiety when it's transactional like the boundaries are there you paid me to do x and that's what I'm gonna do if you try and do y z or q I'm not going to and I'm just gonna stop you um I find a lot of guys are willfully ignorant of that transactional nature um and they get really attached and on one hand, that's good because I'll tip you more, but also I never, I always try and be really open and real with people. Like, this is a job for me. Or when guys ask for free stuff because, like, oh, I thought we were friends. And you just have to kind of pull them aside and be into a private chat and be like, hey, this is my job. This is not who I really am. We're never going to meet up and have sex. Give them a bit of re a reality check. 
Uh, so some people do get a bit carried away and they oh, yeah. forget that it's like a business or it's a <clears throat> fantasy to some degree. Definitely, definitely. I've had guys like harass me for my real name. I get a lot of guys being like, oh, come to Queensland so I can fuck you. Or, oh, I have to come to Canberra so I can fuck you. It's hard, especially if they say it mid-show or mid-private because you don't want to like kill the mood, but also you want to be like, no, that's never going to happen. I sleep with people on my terms not like I don't ever want to do that um so yeah I find that part a bit challenging um but I think that like controlling that just comes with practice and I've um, got really good advice from a couple of like more experienced cam girls that's what I really love is the community of all the other girls it's like a sisterhood so cute we all look after each other but yeah I think as as long as everyone's like conscious of the transactional nature, I think it's great. (laughs) Do you learn very much about your regulars and the people who watch you? Yeah, yeah, we talk about them a lot. (laughs) I have one um, regular who will, like, buy an hour with me and then talk for 45 minutes just about his week and his day and those kind of things, and then we'll play for, like, the last 15, which is really cute. A lot of the people are just really lonely, so having, like, a a hot girl friend, separate words, um, they can chat to and talk about their week and those kind of things is really nice. Do you connect with them? To a degree. I try and keep a bit of distance just um, for my own... I guess emotional hygiene because I don't want to be like taking on other people's drama or like like if something bad happens to them or if they're they message me telling me how lonely they are or something along those lines or how they're not getting laid I'll be sympathetic but I'm a very empathetic person so I have to sort of force myself to be kind of detached otherwise I would just like not be able to treat it as a business model it wouldn't be healthy and I only want to do it while it's like still fun and happy for me can I ask how much money you've been making on the average week yeah so I'll probably cam for like 10 hours a week so it's like three nights and I'll make between five and seven hundred dollars maybe like closer to a thousand if I get some privates it's not like super duper lucrative I think a lot of people expect as soon as you're taking your clothes off for money you're making thousands of dollars all the time and I'm sure there are girls who do especially like super conventionally attractive like the typical like blonde tan big boobs fake boobs quote-unquote porn star looking girls like obviously can make a lot more money for the amount of effort it takes I'm like content and it helps like I get to invest a little bit more in my toy collection which is really nice and it's like helps buy groceries the money's not crazy, but it's, it's for the amount of effort you put into it, it's lovely. <laughs> there are a lot harder jobs than talking and masturbating. <laughs> have you had any negative experiences? Most of my negative experiences have been related to guys who get overly attached, where I've had to set boundaries and reassert my boundaries. There's only been probably two or three that have really got inappropriate. Like, especially there was one guy who was harassing me for my real name and, like, 
oh, I thought we were friends. And I'm like, we talk online and you pay me to take my clothes off. Like, we're not friends, quote unquote. Like, like you're my online friend and you're my client. And I really appreciate that. But when I come to Sydney, I'm not going to hang out with you. So yeah, I haven't had any like super negative experiences and I've never done anything where afterwards I felt really like icky about myself um I've been fairly lucky like I know girls who've had stalkers and like receive horrible abuse and those kind of things like every now and then I'll get like because I'm a curvier girl I'll get messages about like being fat or anything like that and you just block them so again I really like having that element of control and, like, the people who are there appreciate it. So your boyfriend knows about your camgirling. Do many other people know? Yeah, I'm, I'm really open about it. Um, recently, my family discovered my sort of alternative lifestyle, which, while that was kind of an awkward conversation to have, has been really liberating because I don't have to be as secretive anymore. Um, when you say your alternative lifestyle, do you mean, like, everything like they, they yeah. had known about like the burlesque about the king they knew about burlesque um and they were fine with it but they didn't know about being kinky they didn't know about being poly i did pretty good hiding it for like five years <laughs> and then my mom found my one of my twitter accounts and it just led her down the rabbit hole and pro-dumbing and all those kind of things um yeah it's been weirdly liberating to be able to like because that was the main thing i was really anxious about getting into it was like oh what if my family finds out and now they know so it's fine Um, and then most people who are associated with my sex education or my kinky, um, side of my life know about it because like one of the reasons I got into it was to try and understand sex work more and try and like, I'm always willing to try new experiences for the sake of research. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you understand. So yeah, I was really keen to experience it and I've been sharing like my thoughts and my processes and my experiences and funny stories and those kind of things on my other social media. So I'm definitely not secretive about it. Even like guys on Tinder, when they ask for my Snapchat, I'm like, um, actually that's for work. I guess if you really want it, you can buy it from many vids. So I'm, I'm even open about it on Tinder and those kind of things. How do you feel about the exposure? I mean, we've talked about how some people are uncomfortable with the idea of camgirling because then their face is out there, somebody might be recording what's happening and, you know, make it discoverable at a time when they might have finished up that side of their life. There's definitely a degree of anxiety about that, I think. Like, you'd, you'd have to be a total fool to, like, not be aware that one day it might come back to bite you on the butt or ruin your career. <laughs> For me, it just came at a time in my life where I've sort of found that I want to work in sexuality and alternative sexuality and those kind of things. And, like, I'm going to do my master's in sexology. And, like, this is my life, so I don't feel too worried about having my face out there. Like, I'm teaching sex ed at Sexpo in Melbourne at the end of the year. And my face is going to be in the program teaching BDSM classes. So, like, yeah, I'm at a point where I just, like... I found my niche in the world, so I don't have to, I don't feel like I have to, like, be completely hidden. And yeah, like I said, especially now my family knows, it makes it a bit easier. 
Do you think that camming has changed you in any way? In terms of positive things, I think it's made me more confident in my body. I gained a lot of weight in the last year or so because of illness and I've found it really hard to like feel sexy. As much as I hate having to like get reinforcement from outside or something, there is something very like nice about a bunch of guys sending you compliments and telling you you're pretty. <laughs> um, like I already had decent self-confidence, but it's been good for my self-esteem. Um, the extra money is really helpful. It's nice being able to buy like sex toys and lingerie and know like, oh, it's for work. <laughs> Those sort of things are really nice. And like I've met some really, really nice people. Um, and especially, like I said, the other cam girls are a huge positive. Everyone's just super sweet and supportive. And I thought it would be like vicious and competitive, but it isn't, which makes me really happy. <laughs> mm. On the note about how it's actually boosted your confidence, it's interesting the way that cam girling can kind of reinforce the idea that there, there are lots of different people out there who are into lots of different types of things. Yeah, from, definitely. Um, mm, like, I think that's a huge thing. Another thing that attracts people to cam girls is there are such a variety of aesthetics and a variety of types of girls um, or boys or trans people if you're talking on other cam sites. But MFC that I work on is just girls. Um, like the guys who follow me love my body, even when I don't. <laughs> and if you're into like girls with tattoos and blue hair, there's a lot of those. And if you're into like conventional porn style looking girls, there's a lot of those. And like, if you have a type, they probably exist on MFC. <laughs> so I asked before about, you know, what your impressions were of camming before you started. Has your, um, view of the world and of people who cam changed at all since you've started doing it I have been doing it yeah yeah I have more respect for the work that goes into it like when I got on I was like oh I'll just like take my clothes off and people will give me money (laughs) and no like there's so much work there's so much prep there's so much like hustling like spending money on setup sending spending money on um personal presentation and all those kind of things like and even managing a show and running a show can be exhausting. And there's, like, costs for the extra programs, like Charlesbot and, um, like, on-screen graphic uh, thing. Like, I just have so much respect. Like, so much work goes into it. And, like, for not getting paid an hourly wage, it's a lot of work. <laughs> what would you say to someone who's considering becoming a cam girl? I would say make sure... Make sure you really want to do it and make sure you're willing to deal with the consequences. Once you get naked on the internet, like, assume it's there forever. Like, we never know who's taping our shows or screen capping or anything like that. Hopefully no one, but, like, you never know. Um, Be prepared to have a conversation with friends, with family, like, in case it comes out. Be prepared to have to assert your boundaries when you need to never do anything you're not comfortable with like the money's not worth it but also if like you check all those boxes totally go for it it's super fun and I get a lot out of it and the community's really great and yeah like if you're willing to trade off the the security of not having you porn of you naked on the internet 
there's a lot you can gain from it. We joked before about how uh, you're like halfway through the standard amount of time that a girl might stay in the porn industry or do cam girling. Um, how long do you see yourself continuing to do this? Probably at least till I finish uni. Um, so three to five more years. <laughs> I think I'd still do it through uni. Once I had like an adult, an adult job, I would probably pull back. But I'm also still in the, the like, early days. So something could happen in, like, next week and I would never want to touch it again. But, yeah, I think I still have, like, two or three years in me. <laughs> I know girls who've been doing it for, like, seven years. So there are, there are people who stick around. But, yeah, as long as it's making me happy is how long I'll stay. As soon as it becomes, like, a burden or a chore, then I don't want to do it anymore. You've been listening to Love, Canberra. Remember, you can share your thoughts about this or any other episode. Would you ever become a cam girl? Are you already a patron of cam sites? Write to me at lovecanberrapodcast at gmail.com or tweet at me at lovecbrpodcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating on iTunes to help others find the show. Love Canberra is written and produced by me, Ivana Ho. The theme music is by Proletur. That's P-R-O-L-E-T-E-R. Interstitial music is by Poddington Bear. On the next episode of Love Canberra, I did mention it to my mother at one point. I was watching Secret Diary of a Call Girl with my mother at the time, and I was like, yeah, I can totally do this. Like, this sounds like a great job for me. You know, I would love to do this. And she was giving me all of the reasons why you shouldn't. That's next time on Love, Canberra. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>